Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Quark. Going to battle Fear Factory. This is George Quark, Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Delgado. This is Wade from Our Last Enemy. Magnificent Fear Falcon. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Bruce Andrews Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Sepultura, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Before we go into this episode of the Ever Black Podcast, we just need to give a shout out to our show supporters, the Occult Clothing Brand Electric, which love amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies, dresses and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the Ever Black Podcast on Spotify and iTunes podcast streams and see all our video interviews on the Ever Black YouTube channel. You can also read all our articles and reviews at everblack.com.au. All right, on with the show. <laughs> Lachlan, thanks for joining us on the show, man. You and the Valhalla crew are gearing up for your intimate and acoustic tour, which kicks off next month. Uh, mm-hmm. You've played a couple of local shows here and there, but uh, you know, how does it feel that you're actually going to be hitting the road again for reals this time? It's... Mate, like we're we're so pumped. I mean, you know, being this time last year, we were gearing up for what was meant to be like a heavy tour. So you know, we're getting all the Facebook and Instagram memories of stuff that we were doing this time last year. It's like, oh, we finally get to do it this time, but just in a very uh, different setting. So yeah, no, really looking forward to it. And as you said, we have played a handful of the intimate acoustic shows up this way, and we were just amazed at how well you know all the kind of the heavy fans responded to the. To the acoustic side of what we do so we're like what better way to you know kind of get the tour ball rolling than take the acoustic show on the road have you have you sort of been jamming a lot just on that set no heavy stuff well so we've actually just finished finished recording album two. Oh, awesome so woo. so we spent yeah woo, so we spent pretty much the entirety of december late december through to the end of February, realistically recording that. So that's all done and out of our hands now. So that's very exciting. So we were jamming on that stuff, obviously in the lead up to that, but yeah, no, this past kind of month or so has just been focusing and knuckling down on the acoustic stuff and putting some new songs in the set to change it up for the Brisbane and Gold Coast fans and learn some new songs and maybe even sneak in some new songs off the new album in there in an acoustic format. So you never know your luck. How's that been? Like with the new material and, and Mm. you haven't, I, I don't know how much of the new material you've been played or has been played live, but how's none it sort of none? It's none, like you, all brand new. You've got it all recorded, and then it's like, okay, let's let's take that and mess around with it and strip mm-hmm. it back a little bit. I can imagine yeah. that being uh, a bit of a challenge in itself. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I was going to say not really for me, but there's one song that we're still toying around the idea of putting in the set. And I can tell you right now that it's the only song on the record that has no clean vocals in it whatsoever. So trying to find vocal melodies in what would yeah. otherwise be an entirely scream song and then put it in an acoustic <laughs> setting just to be like, let's flip this song completely on its head. Um, so yeah, no, it's definitely been challenging, but you know, Anthony and Lucas, well, I mean, everyone's amazing and, you know, putting their two cents in to kind of rework parts and make it work in an acoustic setting. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. I have, you know, so much admiration for my bandmates and their ability to not only be incredible players and, and performers, but just incredible writers and arrangers as well. It makes yeah. my job very easy to just sit there and sing the pretty words at people. Well, are you going to be recording the, the tour? Have you guys got plans to maybe do like a live recording? Like DVD awesome. or CD or... Yeah, it's a, it's a great suggestion. We actually um, recorded the Brisbane show when we first did the um, the acoustic thing back in, I think it would have been August, whenever we did the, the first kind of experiment of this show format. And so we actually have all the audio from that sitting around and we had an amazing photographer and videographer come in and shoot those shows as well. So we might or might not be working around something with the with that stuff, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with the tour and you know, maybe we can line something up and do some sort of like greatest hits of Valhalla acoustic. Hey man, <laughs> I, it, I, I yeah. think it's it, it's a really cool idea for sure. Because yeah, know, I mean, there's so many there's so many moving parts to your band that I, mm. I people don't actually realize, especially when it comes to you know the stripped back acoustic stuff and the heavy stuff, mm. like, and then trying to you know translate them in in different ways so i think yeah, people would find that very interesting to 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 hear that and listen to that and and get those alternate alternate versions bleh, bleh, bleh. let me try that one again i'm having oh, i'm stumbling too mate oh mate <laughs> past my bedtime it's nine o'clock um <laughs> anyway yeah i think that that'd be a, a really cool idea but um yeah for it, sure yeah awesome awesome out yeah. most Kicks off at Moe's on April 3rd in uh, sure does. the woods. Mm-hmm. What a very, very cool. Venue. Oh, it's such a sick venue. I think I've only actually been there maybe twice myself, sadly. So I'm very keen to actually get up and have a play this time. So it'll be good fun. Yeah, man. I was there yeah. last night. I saw uh, oh, yeah. Astro Death with uh, mm. Black Swamp there. And it was oh, amazing. Sunday set. Great beds. Yeah. Most, yeah, you're right. It's just a cool place and it always is just full of cool people. It's run by cool people, you know, obviously run by musos so they get how to put on a cool event. So, yeah, no, stoked to be playing there for sure. Yeah, shout out to Christian. Uh, and Woo! the thing I like about it is the big screen as well. You can have your yeah. big, you don't have to lug a big, you know, like stage batter or banner yeah. and put it up. <laughs> and then, you know, it's all half hanging off, you know, it's just yeah. straight up there. So, Bam, boom. Yeah. Again, computers, aliens, technology, science, crazy. science, science. <laughs> lights. <laughs> I'm oh. a simple man, dude. I like trees, and I like singing songs about trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, of course, uh, you, as you mentioned before, you've you've just uh, wrapped up in the studio. How, mm. how long did did that sort of take? Um, in terms of like, I guess the writing side of it, there's been a lot of ideas for songs. I mean, especially with last year being what it was, you know, we were kind of, it forced us to, to really think about creating 
new music and rehashing some old ideas that might not have made the cut kind of the first time around and you know everyone kind of bringing their ideas to the table um so that probably took the better part of a year i mean there's some material there that's been in the think tank i think you know in terms of anthony's old demos for close to 11 years now and stuff that's finally seeing the light of day but in terms of production we were um super duper lucky we reached out to an incredible producer sam valen of caligula's horse fame ah yeah of course Good dude. And so, yeah, amazing bed, amazing dude. And we just, we saw that he was, you know, trying to spend some more time doing the producer thing. So we just kind of cold emailed him and said, hey, would you be interested? And sure enough, you know, he jumped on board. And then from woe to go, I think from that first email, we were then in the studio within three weeks later. So suddenly the pre-production process just raced by. And then, yeah, as I said, kind of, I think we kicked off recording the 29th of December and we finished recording on the 28th of February. And it was a pretty condensed kind of schedule in that time, not only just recording the band stuff, but we had a bunch of amazing guest musicians uh, come in for this record. And so we've got some really, really cool, I don't know, other instruments and other parts. And we're working with someone very hush-hush overseas at the moment and doing all this kind of stuff. So yeah. I don't know, it's a really, it's a really cool record. That I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm glad. It. I'm awesome. To, it's awesome to see you're excited about it. Who's the person yeah. you, you're working with overseas? I can't tell you yet. Oh, see, sometimes but, I can get you to spill a bit, you know, but, you know. Nah. Oh, right. Yeah, I was chatting to them today via the wonders of the emails as they send us some more incredible uh, recordings to, yeah. to slot into our recordings. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very cool. And, yeah, as you say, like, I'm hyped about it, and I don't really get hyped about stuff. So <laughs> it means it must be pretty cool. All right. Keep your secrets. Oh, I shall. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, of course, I mean, with the tour, how are you, how are you approaching it with, uh, you know, obviously there's still going to be some restrictions in certain areas. Mm. How much planning does that, that take? Look, it's, I mean, it's, it's such a just ever-changing landscape, especially when you look at places like Victoria and even in Brisbane, you know, we've had a flare-up in this past kind of couple of days. So it's just a case of, you know, keeping in touch with the venues, making sure that we're doing you know, our due diligence in terms of making sure we're doing the right thing and just, yeah, just constantly checking in and understanding that some venues still have like capacity restrictions and things like that. But I mean, I guess the joy of this show being an acoustic show, if people are sitting down, it kind of works in that way. And if they're standing up, they can have a dance. Fantastic. So it's, you know, anything works again. We're just happy to be out on the road again because we're very much a touring band. We like traveling and doing stuff. I mean, heck, we're meant to be in Europe right now. Oh, if things had, had, you know, if COVID hadn't happened, I think we'd be in like Budapest or something today. So who knows? But um, yeah, <laughs> crazy times. It is crazy times. It is crazy mm. times. But uh, of course, when it comes to the musical style of, of the band, you, you seem to draw mm. from, you know, a lot of traditional Nordic influences. And, and you know, th- there aren't many bands here in Australia that, that do that. Mm. in you know this part of the world yeah definitely you know um yeah i think it's definitely yeah i think we kind of drawn i don't know how to say this without sounding like a bit of a dickhead but you know i guess we just write the songs that we wish existed so that we can listen to them because we're all just music yeah. fans first and foremost so it's like i don't know if, if songs like ours already existed we wouldn't have to write them you know what i mean i yeah. don't know if that sounds a bit self-indulgent no no but no we no. just write we just write the music that we as as music listeners want to hear so yeah there's drawing from the the nordic stuff and 
you know, lots of the Celtic stuff as well and kind of just marrying them all together with some orchestras and some heavy metal for, for good measure. That's, I mean, it's big down here. It's pop. Mm. I mean, look, I mean, you guys are, are just killing it, which is evident that people <laughs> love that stuff. But, uh, you know, over, over there, it's huge. Mm. It's massive. You oh, got- it's massive. And, you know, it's, it's very well respected as well. I mean, look at mm. like Wadruna, you mm-hmm. know, like. Oh, we love Wadruna. You know, that's, that's one of our go-tos. So yeah, big, big Wadruna fans here in the Valhall camp. <laughs> hey, you know, but it's, it's, it seems that it's a very respected genre over there, mm. even with the metal side of things blended in. Yeah, definitely. I think just because, I mean, when you especially a band like Wardrona, because it is coming from such a traditional place and, you know, obviously celebrating such, the, you know, the, the, the rich tapestry of that culture. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, whereas we kind of just do our Aussie bastardized version of it, but, you know, it's... It's, it's good, man. I, I wouldn't say yeah, I think, at all. I think just to be in a, in a folk metal band, you kind of have to be a bit of a nerd, really. So, you know, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to enjoy all the historical and mythological aspects of kind of what you're, what you're working with. Mate, that's awesome. Have, have you found that, you know, a bulk of, of your fan base has really grown over there because of that? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, the joy of things, the double-edged sword that is Spotify, you know, as, as a music listener, you love it. As a music producer, it's, 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 it is what it is. So, but I mean, the joy of it being through, you know, online platforms and stuff, we get our, you know, kind of reports, I guess. And we see that most of our fans aren't actually in Australia. They're over in, you know, places like Finland and Germany and all that. So, yeah, I, I, we're obviously doing something not, too offensive to them because they they seem to enjoy it over there so yeah i hope we're doing the aussies proud in the process absolutely you kick yeah. your ass, brother. it's awesome to see oh thanks mate appreciate no, it no no it's you know proud of you and you know you did japan as well which is yeah well, that was that was awesome that was that was such a cool week that's the bucket list moment just tick you know really cool i'm very lucky with this band i've been able to tick off a lot of i don't know the, the childhood rock star dreams i guess so very thankful for that yeah man in saying that with with playing japan how mm-hmm. how were the responses over there because that's that's like a whole different world a whole different thing you know you um, yeah it was like uh, we'd had a few mates had been over there and done the shows over there before and kind of warned us i guess what to expect and how the culture is so different and i don't know it was just it was the easiest like even though it was such a short run, it was just the easiest, smoothest tour that we've ever been involved with because everyone over there on a production level is just so efficient and everyone's just so respectful and so appreciative. And it's one of those beautiful things of, you know, you walk out, like I remember the first night we played in Tokyo and we're, you know, like middle of the bill kind of things where there's nothing banned from Australia. And you just walk out and there's like just a thousand people who just all start cheering. And then they have that little eruption moment and then they're just dead quiet and they just appreciate what you're doing. But if you ask them to do something, they'll do it straight back at you at hundred percent intensity. So they just wait for you to tell them what to do. So it's a dream crowd, really. You can be like, you know, circle pit now and they do this or just, you know, stand and appreciate or clap now. And they just, I don't know, it goes off. They're really, really cool. Hoping to get back there very, very soon, actually. So see oh, how we go. That's like my dream. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, that's the thing. Our mates had been over there before. We're like, once you've done Japan, it's going to ruin all other touring for you because it is just like the easiest gig. Everyone's so lovely. The audiences are great. The staff will know what they're doing. The venues are immaculately clean. 
like, I don't know, the weird off-tangent moment, but the thing that I think all of us loved most about Japan, which is such a little detail, but made such a difference, every venue had a curtain that as soon as a band would finish, curtain, scene change, curtain opens, brand new band. And we're just like, that's, it adds to the mystique because, you know, yeah, there's nothing yeah. less glamorous than getting ready for like your headline set and you're running there trying to find a patch bay in the dark and, you yeah, know, you're half dressed in your stage clobber and you're just reaching around. It's, whereas they, they can't see that. It's just happening miraculously. Yeah. Curtain opens and bam, there's the show. So, you know, note, note to Aussie venues, put, put curtains in. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Here, yeah. it's used to like, you know, spilling our beer and, and, you know, carrying out the drinks and yelling yeah. at each other and going, this thing's not working. Everyone's just a little yeah. Maybe they need yeah. to bring that back. You're yeah, right. Just, Absolutely. Yeah. Bring yeah. back the curtains. Because, yeah, it just it ruins the magic again when you see me running around trying to give everyone, like, waters and, you know, make sure your mic's working or whatever. It's silly. Silliness. <laughs> but it keeps it real. It keeps us honest. <laughs> they don't have heckles in Japan, though, by the sounds of things. No. It was just so polite. I think the only people who heckled us were, I think, other Aussies who happened to be like either there on a holiday because I saw a bunch of like Aussie band shirts in the crowd. I'm like, hey, God, you you look decidedly not Japanese. Um, yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's awesome. That's a, no. It's awesome. It'd be, that or it'd be weird without a, a, a out hecklers, mm. but hey, man, yeah. it like it was awesome. But Camelot as well. You you guys did, yeah. Which is oh, I get. Huge man, like they're probably easily one of my top five all time favorite bands. And I know Lucas, our guitarist, like number one all time favorite band. So to get that email, just uh, again, bucket list tick. <laughs> and and it was just again, it was just this cool thing of seeing such an established band and such seasoned pros just doing their thing night after night. And it was again, I don't know if it's weird to say, but there was no real. I guess, difference between us and them other than like duration of career. Like it's just, you know, six people getting up night after night, you know, doing the trudge from venue to venue, hotel to airport to whatever, loading in your gear, you do your sound check, you go away, they get, you know, they get far nicer, far nicer food and, and wine and things than we do. But then, you know, at the end of the day, it's all kind of just the same. It was really refreshing just how down to earth even a band of that magnitude were. So yeah, yeah definitely another dream come true. Like that was crazy i mean singing before tommy karavik for a week that was you know stressful but very very cool <laughs> have you have you stayed in touch with them yeah surprisingly um yeah. it's always nice you know you'll post something on the insta or whatever and you see you know tommy karavik liked your thing or camelot like this and so i've known they'll send us a message occasionally and we chat to um lauren hart from once human who was the guest oh. vocalist on that on that album and then on the tour because she's an aussie as well so that was a good connection to kind of establish over that tour. i know lauren. <laughs> Lauren's yeah. awesome. Lauren's awesome. They, they, they were all just awesome because, you know, we're expecting them, you know, we're the support band, whatever. We're not expecting anything. And then, you know, the first night all of us went out for dinner together and it was just a hoot from the get-go. You know, we ended up at an Irish pub in the middle of Queen Street in Brisbane, just, you know, at like one in the morning, just drinking beer, like drinking furfies, being like, here, have an Australian beer with the Camelot guys. It was, yeah, it was good fun. That's awesome. Have you got a bucket yeah. list, Ben? Is there one that's on your own list that you're just like, you know... <sighs> That would be the. That would be the one. Oh, there's there's a couple. It's hard to hard to pick it to just one. I can probably give you three, not including Camelot because that's already a True. bucket list. All right, Nightwish, Ooh. Blind Guardian, and Winter Sun. That would be like my three. That's solid. 
Yeah. That would be a solid tour altogether. Just to put them all on the one all thing. The one and you guys yeah. are, man, you'd probably explode. But I would explode. I wouldn't be able to go on stage. I'd be in the ER for the whole tour in cardiac yeah. arrest. <laughs> With a wireless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little heads, little heads. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. man, that would be that would be incredible. But uh, gee, That'd be incredible. Do do you guys get asked to play uh, like medieval festivals and and things like that, doing the acoustic thing, like the like the odd, out of the box sort of show? Um, kind of, but not the most out of the box thing so far. It's it's funny that you say that because it's actually something that we've tried to pitch ourselves to. Like we've approached you know Abbey Medieval Festival and things like that a few times, saying you know where this kind of folk metal band, especially as you say now with the acoustic show, I think it'd be an easier sell, but. Um, no, we've not done anything like that, but we're very open to it. I think, yeah, the the most out-of-the-box thing we got asked to do was a gig that was meant to go ahead this time last year, again, kind of when COVID happened, so it didn't happen. Um, but it was a big, like, LARP and LAN party event. So it was, like, this kind of gaming, LARPing, heavy metal festival all rolled into one. It was just a nerd's wet dream, really, and then we were really <laughs> bummed that that gig didn't go ahead um, in its entirety. So... Yeah, but no, always keen to do things that are a bit of a little bit left of center. I think we can get away with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And outside of the band, you're you're pretty active musically as well. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you you playing? How you you got another couple of bands, or is it one other band playing saxophone? Uh, or what's your? Yes, yes. I I'm, I'm a full time member of a, of a gypsy jazz group playing sax and doing backing vocals in that called Slips in the FWs. Shout out to slips in the FW. So that's my other kind of full-time gig. I'm, I'm very lucky in a sense that I'm, you know, able to say wholeheartedly that I'm a full-time musician, whatever that means. Um, and then beyond that, I just, I just go where the work is really. I'm very lucky that I've just, you know, made enough friends in the industry and made enough connections through years of kind of just doing the thing that, you know, I get offered a, a wedding here and there or a corporate gig here and there and then some jazz stuff and then the metal thing, obviously. And then, you know, guesting and recordings and stuff like that and doing session work. So yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a busy beaver, but it, you know, keeps me, keeps me working, keeps a roof over my head and I'm very, very grateful. That's awesome. That's because yeah. Did you grow up on the Gold Coast? I'm, I'm a Brizzy boy. So I've oh, yeah? always, yeah, yeah. So I moved to, I moved to the Gold Coast to do just working down there. I did a year at um, the Dracula's uh, That's Cabaret. That's Yeah. Yeah, so so I was there for a year. So that was when I kind of moved to the Gold Coast and relocated down there for a bit. But yeah, always always been from Brizzy. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I knew there was something there. I knew that you were on yeah. the I didn't know if you're a coast boy from you know from way back. Not not originally. I'm I'm a I'm an adopted coast boy. Yeah. All right. Well, I you know, it's cooler to say Brisbane, right? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> So, I mean, what else you guys got cooking up for the rest of the year? I mean, you got your album. Has it got a title yet? It does, and I can't say <laughs> things because there's a lot of there's a lot of red tape. But it's that's I think that's the most frustrating thing. Is like you know you kind of get through this. I think it was like six or seven weeks of just exhausting recording process, and it was awesome. And you're so hyped up, and you get to the end of it, and you're like, oh, thank goodness it's done, and like so proud of it. And then you're like, cool. And when can we release this? We don't know yet cool all right so everything's kind of up in the air but hopefully we'll have it out this year depending on a lot of things beyond our control <laughs> all right all right well yes, i know very cryptic you know, i'm, I'm sorry. trying i'm trying you you're know, working hard i appreciate I'm, it i know that's all right maybe i need to get like a 
what do you you know hypnotize you i'll hypnotize me yeah, yeah. Look, i am quite sleepy it would probably work yeah that's it yeah spill the booze but um <laughs> i'm very tired too um <laughs> this is what we do this is what we do just ramble, ramble it on that's good two mates, have a, two mates having a chat with love heart balloons in the background that's great Mate, and that's it and and a beer that's not really a beer and a beer that's not really a beer <laughs> <laughs> i drank the beer and then went I need more, uh, more liquid and fill it. More liquid, which which is disappointing because every time I go to drink it, you're expecting the beer, the beer, and my my brain goes, "That's not beer, idiot." And I'll go, "Oh, yeah, well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, whatever gets you through the night." I know, man. That's right. (laughs) But uh, of course, I mean, you know, are you looking forward to doing the full metal loud? Turn the amps, the amps up tour as well oh hell yeah yeah there's there's definitely plans in place again like sadly you know it's a blessing that album stuff is kind of out of our hands but the other side of it is you just you don't know when things are going to be done really so you know we've we've got a lot of very exciting plans for a full-blown tour when that happens and if that happens this year we don't know but uh no the, the cogs are definitely turning and the the bandmates are telling me to settle down with my crazy pyrotechnic ideas and things like that. So. Hey, hey, that's I'm totally all for it. No, I'm a theater kid, man. You know, I, I think the more, the more ridiculously extravagant the show, the better. You know, I don't want to, anyone can get up and you know rock out in shorts and a t-shirt. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, hell, I want to get up and wear ridiculous costumes and jump off you know, sets and have the Pink Floyd laser show and the pyrotechnics. And I just, I want the full shebang, you know, go big or go home. Well, that's it. In saying that, if Mm. you could build a big, like extravagant set, Mm -hmm. you know, like you've got a monomath, we've got their, their boat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've got their toilet. What, um, (laughs) what would you build? What would be the, the ideal thing for you? (laughs) It's crazy because I've already designed it and I'm figuring out how tourable it would be. <laughs> um, it's have you have you played the God of War video games like the I think it's God of War three the the Vikingy one. Is it? Yeah, you know, like the white. I know the one. Yeah, and the big white like tree of life where they travel to and from between all the worlds. Essentially, just imagine a big white Yggdrasil in the middle of the stage that doubles as a drum riser. Yeah, that <laughs> with a bunch of screens behind it, so the the night can change and the, we can be wherever we want to be. That's that's, that's yeah. <laughs> and flames. And flames, exactly. Yeah, man. They, yeah, just someone just a big due to money. Just money. All the money. Just lots of money. Being in a band is expensive. (laughs) Man, that's why I'm broke. Um uh, dude, I I hope that dream comes true and I'll be I'll be there for it. But in the meantime, in the meantime, let's have a beer at uh Moe's on the Gold Coast uh on Mm -hmm. April 3rd. That's gonna kick us. Uh all the tickets are on sale now for the intimate and acoustic tour. Uh, brother, thanks for hanging out on this show. All the links will be down here. Uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll have to do this in, again in person and, and, and drink beers. That yeah, we- sounds great. Like real beers, real yeah. people beers. Awesome, <laughs> mate. No, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure, and yeah, can't wait to do it for real. 
Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 